Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The Volume. It's the most wonderful time of the year. What up, y'all? T-Bob here from Snaps, your new favorite college football show on FanDuel. And it might be getting cold, but the sports calendar is heating up. That's why it's the best time of the year. There's so much different place to bet on, whether you want to bet on the World Cup, you want to bet on uh, the NBA, the NFL, college football, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. The app is safe, secure, easy to use. Uh, they have great exclusive offers, boosts. You get paid fast when you win, and they have all the different ways you can play money line, over-unders, totals, props, future. And with live betting, you can jump in even if you get to your phone late. And who doesn't love a good same-game parlay? Plus, FanDuel now live in Maryland. And never forget, that's what Maryland does. Crab cakes, football, and FanDuel. So use promo code SNAPS and download the FanDuel app today to make every moment more. Hey, what's going on, y'all? Welcome in uh, to Snaps here in the Volume Sports Podcast Network and YouTube channel. Uh, we're also live on AMP right now. We're not live on YouTube today. Um, obviously, here on Snaps, we are a college football podcast. And unfortunately, um, today is a day in which the college football news is dominated by tragedy as um, Mike Leach, a legend of college football, uh, has passed away. And so kind of sat down and talked about it as a team. And, you know, I've hosted live radio for a lot of times, and you always got to do this thing where it's like, okay, let's honor this man, and now let's hit some awkward transition and, like, try to have fun or something like that again. So instead of doing any of that today, we are a podcast. We're allowed to be malleable and kind of get into what to we, – we are just going to talk about coach leach and his legacy and <clears throat> what he meant to the game uh for however long and then that'll be the show um so that's what we're going to do today uh, i'm your host t bob a bear and uh, as always 
joined by our QB1, uh, Mr. Aaron Murray. Aaron, how you doing, man? Man, um, obviously, just like you in the, in, the, in the sports world, especially the college football world, saddened by the news of Coach Leach. And um, obviously, we, we heard some stuff, I would say, what, a week ago, rumors about health concerns and, and the thought of Coach Leach possibly stepping away from the game of football. Obviously, did not think it was this this severe um, that, that we'd be here sitting here on a whatever Tuesday afternoon talking about the, the, the passing of Coach Leach. But uh, it, it's been amazing. I've listened to a lot of radio, watched some shows throughout the morning into the early afternoon. And um, the amount of lives that he impacted and the amount of yeah. great stories that I'm hearing from, you know, listening to like Rick Neuheisel and, and even Urban Meyer was on their show this morning. I listened to on Sirius XM and um, – uh, the show bony uh, as well. Like there's Dan Mullen just talking about those interactions. And then you know, I've, I've been lucky enough to, to cover two of his games in the past four or five years, um, interact with them at SEC media days uh, for, for four or five straight years now, um, whether in Birmingham or here in Atlanta. And just, he is always just so much fun. And uh, during these next 20, 25 minutes, I got a couple of really fun stories that uh, I would obviously love to share. But you know, when you ask coaches, why do you get into coaching? Like, why, why do you do it? Um, you know, some do it for, for the thrill of being around the game of football, the excitement of Saturdays, the grind, all that, which he does. But him, like most great coaches, they get in it because, uh, because of the impact, the impact they, 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 they have on the student-athletes, these young 18 to 22-year-olds uh, that they get to be around every day to mentor, to teach, to guide, to be that, that father figure, um, and, and cause you know, listen, when you take over, you tell these parents, cause you and I were both in the living rooms, Hey, your son, when he comes to Mississippi state or when he was at Washington state or Texas tech, I'm going to take care of him. And, and he truly yeah. meant that. And he touched so many, so many lives and in, in that fashion. So I'm just, I'm, I'm loving the day right now of celebration of seeing like, yeah. again, the, the, his student athletes and people that know him that were touched by him. It's just been awesome to see. Yeah, it is. Um, <clears throat> it is one of those days wherein you can quickly flip back and forward between kind of being saddened to the point of tears almost, and then just chuckling or laughing to yourself because of some anecdote or some classic Mike Leach mm -hmm. clip or tangent or diatribe that popped up. And, um, and you're right. I mean, always in death, you want to celebrate the life that was, and it was an incredible life. Um, the Leach's family's statement speaks to that, saying, uh, quote, Mike was a giving and attentive husband, father, and grandfather. He was able to participate in organ donation at UMMC as a final act of charity. We are supported and uplifted by the outpouring of love and prayers from family, friends, Mississippi State University, the hospital staff, and football fans around the world. Thank you for sharing in the joy of our beloved husband and father's life. And he's a father of four. He's only 61 years old. It is unbelievably tragic. Uh, but the joy of his life is also readily apparent. And I'm, I'm with you, Aaron, right? I've, I've thoroughly, and I've had a couple interactions with him um, that were all very positive, right? Uh, but, but more so, I know him through anecdotes and hearing others stories with him and the thing that always stands out to me and that I really appreciate her I love all the stories where it's like like there's one um 
I can't remember who told it, but uh, oh, 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 uh, Lincoln Riley. Uh, they're 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 in meetings. I mean, get to call on his flip phone. He ends up talking to this person for an hour. The call drops. He calls the person back. Finally, at the end of it, Riley's like, "Who was that?" Uh, and he goes, "Oh, it was a wrong number." Right? There's like other ones about like uh, this guy who was like a dad at practice, and they end up hanging out for an hour talking about anything and everything. What I love most about Mike Leach is that he just had an incredibly inquisitive and curious nature. And I love to read biographies, right, of, um, of, of just kind of famous thinkers, people, whatever, throughout history. And one of the common traits that you see in a lot of these people are they almost have a childlike curiosity. They can see something mundane, but instead of just being like, oh, I'm an adult and I understand it because it works because that's how it works. They say, no, no, like, actually, why does that work? How does that happen? And, and, and he was insatiable. It didn't matter the subject. He could talk to people about things for so long and feel so connected with people and dive in with people on so many different subjects because he was genuinely curious about everything in the world and how everything in the world worked around him. And I've always viewed that as the hallmark of an incredibly intelligent person. And I think his impact on the game of football and in others speaks to that. I also love that in a game that can be so rigidly defined as X's and O's and um, trying to say, okay, what route combination is going to work here or whatever, that he was able to draw from other sources and other avenues of life, like philosophy, and then apply that on the football field. I mean, my favorite Mike Leach tweet ever is right here. It's his pinned tweet from 2018 on his Twitter page, and it says air raid offense philosophy. And it's a quote from Sun Tzu, the art of war. And he says, and tell me that this isn't the air raid, like literally drawing from the military wisdom of the ancients and bringing it to football mm -hmm. to revolutionize the game. In the 90s, the quote from Sun Tzu is, if he, the enemy, is superior in strength, evade him. If his forces are united, separate them. Attack him where he is unprepared, appear where you are not expected. Um, that's incredible that he was able to make that yeah. a reality and had so much success and touched so many lives. And it sounds like he touched yours as well, Aaron. So yeah. what are what, what are these some of these uh, kind of stories that, that that you had with Coach Leach? Well, first off, like I, I listen to a uh, I listen to a lot of radio and shows and podcasts and, and I've worked with various hosts in my life. Uh, I will say this, like I would listen every day to a podcast if you and him were the co-host. I think you two are some of the most entertaining uh, people that I've ever been around and, and just know so many things that aren't just that that aren't football focused. Uh, that are just kind of you know out there at times, but I think are very fascinating. And I think that's one thing like, that we should that's all learn. Good. And like, I feel like I need to do uh, better in my life, and, and I think you do it well. I think he does it well. Is um, expand your your knowledge beyond kind of your comfort zone. Like I love football, and I I study, I listen, I, I watch film. Like I'm so focused on football, 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 and, and and obviously I have my life with my kids and my wife and my dogs. I love that too, but. He's someone that will push the limits and he'll go out there and like you said, yeah. read books on pirates to Geronimo and, and this and that and the other and really, you know, push his, his essentially his brain cells to the limit of, of, of learning as much as he can and taking that all in and just making him a very interesting person. So um, I, I feel like it's for me as, as someone who's been around him, I feel like that is something that I can be better in my life and that he's, he's taught the world of, of 
you know, yes, I could be a, a coach at a very high level. I could be one of the best offensive minds in college football, but that's not my life. That's not who I am. Um, yeah. And even I mean, talking to I, one of my I, co-hosts that, that I work with say that all yeah. the time, like, you know, when he'll talk radio, when he was doing the serious X job job with, with, with Chris Childers, who's my co-host in the afternoon, they would rarely talk about football. And Childers was yeah. like, you know, we're, we're getting paid to talk about football. And he's talking about this and that and all these other hobbies. I just think it's absolutely incredible. So yeah, I think you two have been a hell it's, of a, a hell of a show, uh, like not football, but other interesting <laughs> topics. It's it's wild because the only so I've, I only have two run-ins with Coach Leach, and one of them was back when I was a player in 2011, at SEC Media Days, and he was doing that XM show, and I remember doing an interview with him, and I'd never met him before, and just being blown away. I had never done such a fun interview in my entire life, and then sure enough, um, ten years later, a decade later, uh, it's 2020. COVID, I'm at the movie theater. Mississippi State's about to hang like 50 points and 600 yards on defending national champion LSU the next day. No, I didn't know that at the time, right? We never knew that mm -hmm. KJ Costello was going to throw for 600 yards and get benched two weeks later. Um, but whatever, I'm at, the, I'm, at, I'm at the movie theater and I see Coach Leach and the, and the Mississippi State team there. And I like went up to him and I introduced, you know, I wasn't going to like pretend like we knew each other or anything. And this man starts talking about the fact that I'm from Georgia and was like bringing up these details. I mean, his mind was just razor sharp. And as mm -hmm. I like how you put it, Aaron, he did not waste that mind. He, he pushed it to its absolute limits. He stretched it out. He got his tendrils and a little bit of everything. I mean, this man caught, taught a college course while being yeah. um, on, on history and military tactics while being a, 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 a big time football coach. So, it's an absolute tragedy, but yeah. it is interesting to see how already um, he is continuing to inspire and continuing uh, to to encourage people to spread out even here yep. after his passing. So, 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 what were your what, what were your experiences? With yeah. You? So, so I'll I'll go to my very first one. So this was my my rookie year uh, calling rookie year in broadcasting. So I had a, a Washington State game. So we do coaches calls during the week and, and we're doing our first coaches call. And this is my first real interaction with him as an announcer and with a coach. And he's walking around the town. So he's on his phone, he's walking around the town and we got nothing out of him. I mean, nothing. He's like in the coffee shop and I, I asked him a question and all of a sudden he's ordering a coffee. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll let the man order a coffee. So then he gets his coffee. So I, you know, like, Hey coach, talk, tell me about your offense. Oh, hey, Joe, how's it going over here? Yeah, you know, just getting ready for the game. I'm on with CBS right now. You know, this is the production call. I'm like, oh, my, my goodness. So then he finally, hey, guys, sorry, sorry. It's my buddy. You got to, you know, he wanted to know what's going on. And like the whole 30 minutes was like that. He was walking around the town talking with fans about whatever. And I literally did not get anything out of him. So I'm like, okay, this man does not want to talk about football. So I learned that really quick. So fast forward yep. the next year, I had another game with him. And uh, Amanda Balionis, who who was our you know superstar on does all the golf network golf you know uh, broadcasts and does some football sideline reporting, so I was like Amanda, she had all these questions. I'm like, you're not going to get shit from him. Just like, don't even think about it. Like, so like this is just like a fun chat. Like you're not we're not getting anything. So she's trying to do the same thing, like ask all these questions, and she's getting nothing out of him. I'm just dying laughing the entire time. So that was funny. And then. Um, 
my last two you know exchanges was with him was this this past summer SEC media days. So it's me, it's Cole Kublick, and it's your boy Hester or our boy Hester. Yeah, uh, here in here in Atlanta, I think you may have been in the room. I don't know if you're in the room or not because you were there hanging out with us. Um, and we got up talking about ties, like wearing a tie, like a fancy tie. And he went on a whole tangent about like if if he can go back in time and uh, take care of the guy and tell him that he's a complete idiot, the guy who invented neckties because he thinks it's the <laughs> stupidest thing in the world. You know, like, 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 like we didn't talk any football. Like we were talking it about the guy really, who invented I mean, the necktie. Okay, okay. Like, but like, that God, is incredible. That is the exact curiosity that I'm talking about, right? Because yeah. most people see a tie and you just accept it. Because you're yes. cynical, you're an adult. This is just the way it is. Because it's always been this way. But what the fuck? I've never thought yeah. about this before. Who actually invented the tie? Why? And what's the Why point of it? it? And how? Yeah. And how did it suddenly become mm -hmm. the accepted? Like you cannot be a serious uh, individual unless you put this thing around your neck underneath the collar shirt. Yeah. That's borderline <laughs> absurd. Like it just makes no sense. And 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 that's something that I've never sat down and thought about. Until oh, but he questions it. But he but right here. yes, he yeah. thinks about that. He questions it. He researched it. So like we had a whole conversation about the the evolution of the tie and why we wear it and where it came from. Like that was our, you know, because we have Kirby and we have Saban and we have this coach and that coach. We're talking balls and X and O's and players. We spent our 15, <laughs> 20 minutes with him talking about the necktie. And I learned more in that 20 minutes than I probably did the entire day. Uh, and then, you know, my last interaction, I had a Mississippi State game earlier this season. So same thing, coaches called, didn't get anything, just fun. And then we're on the field and, um, you know, I went up to him and we're chatting. And, um, same thing. We, we're literally 30 minutes from kickoff, 20, 30 minutes from kickoff. And he was giving me on the field a breakdown of the movie that they watched the night before as a team, like giving it like his like Rotten Tomatoes review of like, okay, you know, hey, Aaron, like we went and watched, I forgot what the movie was, but we watched this movie last night. You know, I gave it like a, you know, B minus, like Rotten Tomatoes, like this, I like this, I like that. I'm like, coach, we're literally 30 minutes before kickoff. Just give me something that I can use on air that's relevant <laughs> to the football game. Like, I'm trying to do my job. And he's giving me a Ron Tomatoes review of the movie they watched the night before with his team. But, like, it's just – he's such a fascinating – was such a fascinating man and, and just loved every moment that I got to, to to experience interacting with him as a coach. And um, he's one well, of one. That was, he really is. He is that, that, one of one. There will never be anyone yes. like him. And that was also kind of the genius of Coach Leach in a lot of ways when it came to football is he didn't overcomplicate it. Mm -hmm. I mean, we see we talked about during the year this season, we see Jimbo out with a spiral notebook, like flipping through a million pages. Mike Leach is out there with a note card, just kind of glancing at it, calling something yeah. every now and then. Um, yeah, he he it, it's it's almost like I feel like when it comes to design, I always feel like the Japanese have been the master of mastering simplicity right it's something that i find as i get older i appreciate more it's and repetition. more like yeah well it's like it's, it's like oh, it's like i don't yep. like nowadays like i don't want a meat lover's pizza i want a pepperoni but i want the pepperoni done to perfection right like mm -hmm. i don't care what kind of odd ingredients you can combine i want you to do the. i want you to make the, the best vanilla ice cream that i have ever had and, and that's what mike leach did a lot of ways with the air raid is he boiled this thing down for years and years, like some sort of master artisan chipping away here, a couple brush strokes here. He boiled down this offense, kept it relevant, kept it 
um, threatening for decades mm-hmm. and, and, and just continue to simplify and simplify. And, and it's fascinating. And just look at all the coaches and players that he had that are now spread all throughout um, college football, the NFL. I mean, it's like you said, Aaron, he touched lives. And that's why he got into it. And that was probably his main biggest accomplishment. Uh, do you have a favorite Mike Leach play? or game that stands out to you uh, above all others? Uh, I mean, I enjoy every every time I get the opportunity to watch them. I mean, I watch a lot of tape on them, just covering the SEC and just, you know, I've really loved these past three years, him and Will Rogers. I think that's been a very, you know, you talk about all the time, like th- what, what those two have done together. Um, yeah. And he's just been to some unique places. I think that's, that's what he's taken non-traditional teams and made them exciting from, you know, Texas tech <laughs> he, to, to Washington real state life dynasty mode. State. Yeah. yeah. Like who like these places are not supposed to be relevant or good or exciting. And he's made them exciting and, and, and a talking point. And, and you talk about just the type of offense he runs. It's, it, it is, it is, it's a no card, but he will spend an entire practice running one concept. And, and just four verts, for example, hey, we're, we are only going to run four verticals today in practice. That's it. And we're going to run it first. Damn. Every every combination of defense, every coverage, and you are, as a player, you're going to learn how to win when you're not supposed to. Like, you yeah. may draw it up on the card and defense say, oh, there's no way that like, – he will find a way to make that work. It was funny. I was listening – once again, I was listening to you know, Urban Meyer. I thought had a great um, talk this morning. Him and Urban were down in Florida. He brought Urban – Urban brought him to Florida and they were talking about certain concepts and, you know, Urban was like, okay, you know, a corner route. So you take it high angle to the corner. You, know, you hate it versus outside leverage. It sucks versus outside leverage. It's it's awful. You know, if I'm a court, if I'm a quarterback, I see outside leverage, I'm like, okay, the play's dead. And he said, yeah. no, 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 no. It can still win. I can take it high. I can break it across the corner's face. I can take it below him. I can throw a back shoulder from a quarterback yeah. standpoint and keep it on the inside. And I saw like, he was always finding ways like, I can make this play work. Give me a player. Give me enough reps. And he will learn that no matter what coverage, whatever it is, there is always a weakness in the defense. And well, that's it. Like, I don't I don't need to change the play and create five different plays because of what the defense. No, no. We're going to find a way to, within the play, adjust to bend yes, your will yes. and your weakness. Yes, design a concept to take on all comers in one seat. Like yes. it's 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 genius. Uh and it reminds you of my favorite play, which I'm not exactly I, I guess I thought it was four verts. Maybe it was a corner, but it should have been dead. Either way, my favorite play I ever remember exactly where it was. <clears throat> I remember how old I was. It was that Michael Crabtree crutch, dude. I was watching it. Yeah. I was at the lake up in Toledo Bend, Louisiana, watching it with my old man. Now I remember Texas being really good, but I was shocked today. When I rewatched it, seeing that Texas Tech was seventh in the country at the time. I mean, Mike Leach had the Texas Tech Red Raiders beating the number one team in the country while ranked seventh with Michael Crabtree catching balls. I mean, Wes Welker came out of there, right? The list goes on and on. And it um What was Washington what was Washington State his last year or second last year? I mean, they were undefeated. I mean, the, the, the problem the, the problem the season, right? State. Yeah, the problem with Washington State was he just struggled in the Apple Cup. And he had some inexplicable losses, but then would have the classic Mike Leach um, inexplicable win where he beats the enemy that is superior in strength. They had 11 Uh, wins in 2018. 11 wins at Washington State. 11 wins? Holy shit. 11 wins. Um, 
and I know we got to go here, but this this is arguably really dumb, and I can understand if somebody doesn't feel this same way. But there is a part of me that is very happy that he went out a winner. Like, I know in light of the greater yeah. tragedy that it means nothing, but I know rivalry games meant something to him. He knew what it meant to the community. As you said, he was such an active part of the community. Mm -hmm. And so for him to get that win, to beat a favorite – uh, a favored Ole Miss team on the road yeah. when they weren't supposed to, to then tie and finish ahead of Ole Miss in the standings. It kind of encapsulates what his entire career was about, which was punching up, overcoming expectations. And again, it's I'm not saying like it's not where the focus should be, but it does make me happy that um, that he went out on top like that. No, had, had a heck of a season. Um, so yeah, everyone today just continue to – Read the stories, listen to the stories. I mean, it just, it, it's, you yeah. know, I know it's supposed to be a day of sadness, but you just can't help but smile and laugh with, with all these great stories and ways that, you know, he impacted my life, your life, people in this college community's Crazy. lives. I mean, he's, uh, he is someone that will forever uh, put a smile on your face and, and make you, you know, think about your life and, and how you could be better. Cause he, he definitely, like we talked about earlier, he always found ways to make his life better and, and those around him better. So um, we hope you enjoyed today's show. I know I did. Um, sometimes these stories just hit so hard, and this one has hit mm -hmm. harder than most. And this was nice. This was really nice. So uh, we'll be back to our normal snaps schedule tomorrow. Um, thank you to Amp for having us here. Thank you to the Volume Sports YouTube channel and Podcast Network. If you go ahead and like and subscribe to the YouTube channel and uh, sub to the pod, review it, share with your friends. That helps a ton. Thank you to FanDuel. Promo code SNAPS if you're signing up. Uh, we will see you tomorrow. Thank you all. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts i'm saleha mosin and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. 
I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.